Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lawful Stupid Campaign 2. Joining me today is Savannah, or Rocking Your Star. Say hello, Savannah. And we're here to just do a real quick one-on-one shot just to introduce you to Savannah's new character. Oh, yay. Are you excited? I am so excited. I'm excited as well. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Our story begins, as all of our stories will, in the Sapphire Sea. But this story takes place on a very particular island. The island of Tangia, one of the big three belonging to the uh, Skalinian Alliance. Um, where our, our character, if you'd like to introduce your character real quick. So my character is Oslo. She is a kobold. She has dark, kind of a smoky gray colored scales that are paler on her, the underside of her throat and her stomach and everything. Uh, she wears a dark cloak, some studded leather armor, uh, and a pair of goggles with orange lenses that, when she's out in the sunlight, she uses to cover up her large lavender colored eyes. She is kind of petite for a kobold and she has a tiny little horn on her nose and a ti- two tiny little horns on the top of her head. Adorable. I love it. I love kobolds. She's so cute. I don't I don't see enough kobolds, and I wish that I did. Fucking love kobolds. <laughs> so you find yourself in Tangia. Um, you've kind of been moving around due to some stuff that's happened in your past. Um, and you find yourself in Tangia doing what? Well, I'm doing what I do best. I'm going through, and I'm scoping out my... Possible victims, possible uh, pranks for later, and where I might get some grub, where I might get some good money as well. Okay, and I think that you're going to go ahead and settle upon the local tavern there. I think it's the Drowned Winch. And I think it's, uh, you know, because you are on the harbor. And I think that that would be the first place you can see where you could really make yourself at home, ingratiate yourself, find some food, find some something to eat, and maybe most importantly to you, plenty of marks. A lot of sailors coming in and out, a lot of people that aren't permanent residents that would know exactly the way that things are run. Um, real in and out flow of people. Lots of people who aren't on their guard because they're too deep in their cups. That too, because it is a tavern. So I think you probably you, you probably arrived a couple weeks ago, and um, you've, you've always had, had normal encounters there. You had a little bit of money with you when you came, so you, you've had no issue getting lodging or food. Um, but your, your funds are starting to run a little dry. Hmm. All right, I'm going to... She's going to... Set up shop in one corner of the uh, the tavern. Maybe get yourself a drink and uh, start fiddling around with a set of dice. Okay. Maybe seeing who she can pull into a game. Yeah, sure enough. I think that at first no one's paying much attention to the, the small kobold in the corner with their drink. And uh, do do you get a regular size drink or do you get like? I'm just. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure you get. I think she's cocky enough that she's going to get a regular sized drink. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you get like a regular, what are you drinking? Drinking ale or? Yeah, whatever's good that day. Yeah, so. so The special. The the Drowned Winch, you know, every single, their, their big thing is they have this black as oil, good, dark beer that they just, I mean, it's it's got to be like a heavy ratio of salt water in this thing. It is very heavily salted. So it's it's this, this brine brew. 
the, lo- the locals because, yeah. love it. <laughs> I'm making a face because to me as a person, that sounds disgusting. I I, I drink my Guinness with a little uh. splash, a, a splash of salt, not like a bunch of fucking salt water. <laughs> salt. I, don't, I don't go, let me get half Guinness and let me go ahead and get equal parts of salt water in there. Be yeah. Great. No, uh, regardless of what it tastes like, Oslo is uh, sipping it down. Yeah. She does not make a face as much as she may or may not want to. <laughs> I just, I, you're, you're like small for a kobold, right? Maybe not small necessarily. She's got like petite features. Yeah, like like more salamander like is kind of what. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just imagine you bring your, bringing yourself. To the drink instead of bringing the drink to you necessarily. Exactly. Like, I'm not actually leave the table. <laughs> He's coming in for a sip. Um, and, and I think. End up sticking my entire head into the cup. <laughs> yes. Uh, I th- and I think you're there for a while um, before eventually someone catches notice and it's this big burly guy and you look at him and you, you know he's <laughs> he's got red hair and big old sideburns down his face and yeah, a number of scars on his hands and arms but kind of just poor looking clothes made out of like terry cloth like he, not terry cloth um out of like canvas he, he looks like a sailor you know he's got just a regular oh, yeah. rope holding his belt and he walks up and he says well you just gonna play with them there dice or you gonna roll them where do you want to roll with me? Yeah, is there money on the line? Always, friend. What's the stake? We can start low. How about a gold? A gold? <laughs> His eyes get kind of wide. And he thinks <laughs> right for a second. Well, I'm not scared or nothing. I guess I could be alright for a single gold piece. Not scared of a tiny little kobold, are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, I got quite a tab building up over there. I just, and he points to the bar. The bartender's just like looking at him, like, don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. And he's like, well, I, you know, he's not my mom or nothing. So, yeah, alright, one gold. Yeah, come on, let's do it. What's the game then? I don't know what dice games are. <laughs> D&D, I don't know. We're going to play Serpent Stone, because that sounds like a fun D&D game, and you're a kobold, so we're going to call it Serpent Stone. Yeah. And it's a very simple game. All you do is, you, it's, it's kind of like, um, I'm not going to play Star Wars, uh, but it's a very simple game. You can play it at home. <laughs> All you have to do is roll uh, 66, and then you wager kind of like bullshit, where you say, I've got... Oh. Three ones, and you start with ones, and you go to twos, and you go to threes, and you go to four, and you go all the way up, and you can't do so. You can say one one, that's the lowest thing you can say that you have, and then the next lowest would be one two, and then it goes all the way up to say one six, and then two ones is the next. You get it, and when somebody yeah, had yeah. made a wager, you can. So if somebody comes and says, "I've got three sixes," like. If they really do have three sixes, you're kind of fucked. But (laughs) that's the game that you're playing. It is a game of lying. It is a game of dice. Um, And are you playing straight up or are you cheating? I think it's first you play straight up. Okay. Um, I said we weren't going to roll dice, but... Oh, well. I got my dice out. Well, I'm... Oh, fine. You can roll these ones. You roll me a percentage time. Oh, well, fuck. I had the d20 in my hand. (laughs) A 2d10. Not a d20. 70. 70. You win the first hand. The, the first the first round of gambling. Um, you come out, you win, he goes, oh, double or nothing. Double. I, yeah, you got lucky. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm up for it. I'm always up for it. Let's do this. Okay, and so you go again. Um, here, please. Uh, 
83. Yeah, you you win again. And, you know, so he slides two gold and he goes, Schmitty! Schmitty, get over here! Come on! And this kind of, like, lanky, kind of very dark circles under his eyes, you know, looks like this. He goes, what do you want? Schmitty, I need you to spot me. I'm in a bit of a fix here. I just need, I just need two gold. <laughs> I just need two gold from you. I'm good, I'm good for it. And he kind of sighs and he goes, this is the last time. And he hands him two gold. He goes, all right, double or nothing. <laughs> I think now I'm going to start cheating. Okay. Um, so we're not going to roll. Uh, you are a cheat and he's a drunk sailor. You are proficient. Uh, you successfully, you do it. You you cheat. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the way that you would cheat is just um, you bluff him and he's just, oh, he's sweating. He's like, oh, there's no way she couldn't pull. Bullshit. And then what you've done is, is, is you've got trick dice. So they, they do show what you said. Mm-hmm. So it's, it ends up being true, even though, what are the odds? Um, and then uh, he loses and he's just, oh, screw this. And he, and he, he has, has always paid his gold, and he leaves, and he goes over to the bartender who berates him endlessly. <laughs> I'm just sitting there just giggling. The bigger they are, the more joy I get in tearing them down. <laughs> okay. Um, you're sitting there laughing, enjoying your drink, counting your gold, and another gentleman walks up, he sees you laughing and counting your gold, and he's a... Uh, He's, he's a taller guy, but he definitely does not look like a common sailor. He looks kind of well-to-do. He looks not only noble, because there really isn't nobility in this world, but just like a well-to-do merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of sees this and goes, well, I, I'm in the middle of a gamble if you're if you're still interested. Oh, I'm always interested. What's what's the stake? We can start at a gold. A gold, okay. Um, <laughs> sure. And he lays down a gold piece. And you can All go right. ahead and roll that percentage die. Seventy-seven. And you win. Yeah. He kind of goes, "Oh, well, you must be on a bit of a hot streak, but can't keep up forever." Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. She hears him. She hears him say, "You can't keep up forever," and she just gets this gleam in her eye. <laughs> like, oh, can't oh, really? I? Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Seventy-two. Yeah, that happens again. You went again and he goes, he kind of sighs and it, like he doesn't look frustrated. He just kind of looks disappointed. And he goes, mm-hmm. I really don't suppose the goddess of luck could be swayed by such small stakes. Could, I think we could do 10 gold. So she like, she takes a second. She counts what she has. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. He lays ten gold pieces one by one on the table. Do you have ten gold? I believe I do, okay. especially with what I just got from him and yeah, from yeah, the yeah. other guy. Perfect. Yeah. So you so you lay your ten gold down. Please roll. This is when it's going to fail me, isn't it? Thirty-three. Yeah, sure enough, you lose. Yeah. And he kind of takes the gold. He goes, "There we go. Now she's interested." Again. She narrows her eyes to these like lavender-colored slits, like hmm. Yeah, let's go again. Do you have 20 gold? She like, she takes a second and she digs through her pack. And she looks to one side and she looks to the other side. She's like, and I can't let him win. 
So, against her better judgment, she pulls out her favorite weapon, a pistol. It's her kobold-sized pistol. Oh, a Derringer. That's interesting. I could use one of those. I'd say that's worth 20 gold. Oh, it most definitely is. All right, well, shall we? Yes. I'm going to try to cheat. Yes, and you do cheat, and you know this cheat, and it always works. But he comes out and says, before he goes first, and before you can say anything, he goes, I've got six sixes. She just looks flabbergasted for a second, like, bullshit. And he reveals, uh, he, there's there's cups that go along the skin, just any bar cup. And he lifts the bar cup up, and sure enough, you see there, six sixes. Her jaw drops. And, like, she's got her little, her little claws on her pistol, and she won't take them off. Um, excuse me. And he gently slides his hand over, and he puts it on the pistol. He starts to pull away. Come on now. A gambler's a gambler, a wager's a wager. I think she's gonna try and rip it out of his hands and just run away anyway. I think that he's got a hand on it now, and you mm-hmm. try to move and oh, just try. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you just you're he's he's a much larger force. You're just unable to. And he goes. Now listen, there are alliance guards all throughout this area. I don't want to get them involved. Do you? My word against a kobold? So she was kind of struggling to pull it. And just... And he says that she's... "Mm." Okay, fine. And she lets it go. And she settles down and just stares at him. Because, well, I don't think you have anything left to gamble with, but... Thank you for your time. And he slides up his coins and he puts your pistol, your beloved kobold-sized pistol, into his boot, mm-hmm. where it fits snugly as a, as, a, as a smaller pistol for him. Uh, and he gets up, nods at you courteously, and leaves the establishment. She watches him leave, mm-hmm. doesn't nod back, just narrows her eyes. And as soon as he's out that door... She's going to follow him. As he walks about 30 feet away, you hear a rattle from his cup. Like from the cup that he had had? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check that first. Yeah, you 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 look over and sure enough it it, it appears that the the dice were fixed to the top of the cup. Mm. And he had used some sort of illusion. That bitch. I'm going to take the whole like all the dice that are there and stuff them in my in my bag and still run after him. Yeah, you do, um, and you're kind of just, you're small, so you're kind of clip-clapping on the cobbles. Clip-clapping, that's what kobold, yeah. that's the noise that kobold feet make on cobblestone. You the clip claws, yeah. Yeah, you clip-clap through the city street, um, and you're able to, you know, keep up with them. Uh, you're, you're able to first catch up to them, and then um, kind of stealthily follow behind, keeping to the shadows, the smaller nooks and crannies where other folks kind of couldn't fit throughout the city. Um, and he does eventually make his way back to a warehouse on the docks. If I can't get close to him, I'm going to keep an eye on him. But as if I get the chance to get close to him, I'm going to try to pickpocket his boot to get that back. Uh, the, the way that he's walking, it kind of you're kind of sticking to the shadows. He's definitely not. So you know that to go for the move would be very bold. 
Like because very kobold. It'd be very kobold. Um, just because he, he's like lit by the street lamps. There's other people mm-hmm. walking around, there's guards. Even as he's walking onto the dock now, he's on kind of a, a more narrow wooden walkway. Um, to do so would be ill advised. Right. And she's she's not dumb. Right. She's not as smart as she thinks she is, but she's not dumb. <laughs> right. Bard we so all So she's yeah. <laughs> so she's she's gonna follow for as long as she can. So you could even follow him up to the warehouse. Like you could almost mm-hmm, wait mm-hmm. for him to become a body at rest and then do what you have to do. But like, um, I think probably the easiest way to do that once he walks into these these doors of the warehouse, you could very easily with your size and kind of build and your claws and all. But you could like clamber up and go up through the roof where you yeah. can see there's kind of windows you could get. There's obviously a second level to this where you could kind of sneak in. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what she's going to do. Yeah, so you do that. I mean, it, it, everything, it, it rained kind of earlier in the evening, but it's not actively raining now. So things are kind of slick, but you're able to make your way up the slick warehouse and kind of slide in through this window and come onto this top floor where there's obviously there's, there's a, a catwalk and a railing around. And you kind of, you see a conversation that's already kind of been happening for a short while while you were making your climb. And it's just... You know, and it's 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 you see this this uh, dandy fellow uh, talking to another kind of large, portly, also dressed in like fine merchant's clothes gentleman. Um, we're talking like lots of chins. We're talking bald head. <laughs> we're talking like audacious jewelry. We're talking. He looks like that guy. You know that guy. Mm-hmm, he looks mm-hmm. like that guy. I'm so good at describing. Welcome to Chainsaw D&D. D&D. You know, this is how I DM. You know that guy? He looks like he looks that, like that guy. guy. Like, you know the one. Um, so he looks like that guy. Um, the fat priest from Radiata Stories. And uh, and you, you see them sitting there chatting and you hear basically what's what's already part of this conversation in motion, which is the dandy fellow speaking up. Um, you know, it would be very easy for those crates in your shipments to become very visible to the gods who are inspecting it. And he kind of speaks back and you hear his voice and it kind of sends a chill in you, like from tail to snout, because it's a voice that you remember. Is this Clearly. this isn't the dandy guy? This is the this is the larger gentleman, the big guy. This is the big guy, the one that looks like that guy. And he says, "Yes, and it would be very easy for you to wind up dead tomorrow. So let's not play games. You will continue to work as desired for the rate that we've agreed upon." And this voice, more so than the gentleman, he looks very different now because the years have changed him. He's gained a lot of weight, and he looks better off than when he was a hungry young man serving as a quartermaster on an imperial ship those years ago when they came to that. He's one of them. He's one of the very crew that came to your island those years ago. Um, So many things I want to do in here. She's going to scamper down as quietly as she can, mm-hmm. get down in those crates to keep listening, and try to get a little bit closer. Yeah, you, you're perfectly able to do that. You get a little bit closer, um, you're kind of in one of these crates, and you hear the conversation continue. 
Now, now, there's no need for violence. We're both gentlemen. We're both men of industry. Surely you can understand that my services and the risk involved, they've both increased in value, and I, I think I'm worth a little bit more. And then you just hear... Ugh! And you can't really see because of this crate that you're in, but it's... GODS! And you 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 hear an exclamation from, from that dandy, and he... What's you... Damn it! He goes, now I think that we understand that you're going to play once. And if you do that, I'll have my healers look after that little scratch. Whatever. That's... Yes, I understand. Good. Good. Now, if you go to this address, you will see exactly something. You'll find someone who's willing to take it. And then you hear footsteps. So she has a second of like, do I stay? Do I follow him? Do I stay? Do I follow him? I'd stay and kill him. I don't have a weapon. So she's going to follow the dandy guy and take note of where this warehouse was. Sure, yeah, that's that's your intent. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's my intent, at that's least. Your intent. <laughs> uh, so as as you come out of the crate, there has been a repositioning, and like as soon as you're slowly lifting up. You see this larger gentleman has, has walked over closer to where you are. You, you heard the footsteps of the, of the man walking away, and you heard more footsteps, but you didn't realize they were walking towards you, per se. And um, as you lift the lid up, your eyes meet. Shit. And as soon as you say that, he moves startlingly quick. And he moves over to the crate, and he slams the lid down. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I'm inside the crate? Yes. Fuck. Um, fuck, I'm gonna start just clawing at the, the lid, these little tiny cobalt claws, just, let me out! You, you start to start to push, and you start to struggle against the lid, and you, he's sitting on it, and he's very fat. That's what we discussed <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> he's he's like, a very me. fat man. There's no way your cobalt strength is gonna be able to do it. Oh, God, um, no. And, and he just goes, men! Men! And he starts calling for guards who promptly arrive, and when the lid finally is yanked off very quickly, you pop, you poke your head out, ready to run, ready to scramble, and there's six armed men standing completely surrounding you. I still probably launch myself at the first one. <laughs> sure. Just, it, and he picks me up like a dog or something, I imagine. No, I think you, like, <laughs> adhere to his face. I think, Yes! Like, I think you get a big chunk of ear. I think you I'm going to straight face hugger on this. And Just... flesh from, from, from one of his ears. He goes, God! Get it off! Yeah. No! And he, he kind of rips you off and he, he grabs you both hands, pinning your arms to your side, and he just goes, Who are you? I'm just swearing at him in Jukana, just in like the kobold language, just yeah. screaming. Yeah, I think yeah. that. I think it doesn't take long before him just thumps you over the head. <laughs> I think it's like, like, who are you? Why are you here? What are you? No, 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 no. Dunk. Your vision is dark. And you feel like you're swimming. And you hear words echoing your head, familiar words from from Mama Bear. And it says... One with a mouth so small should not bite off more than she can chew. 
this memory kind of warms you. A poor memory, a good memory. Um, and then you wake to some less pleasant things. <laughs> <laughs> and you are on a raft, poorly constructed. It's, mo- it's mostly like a plank of wood. It doesn't take much. <laughs> yeah. You're very small. Maybe it's two planks of wood cobbled together. And your hands are bound with leather, and your legs are bound, and you can feel the waves rocking you up and down, and you open your mouth to cuss profusely, curse and swear, and and your your snoot is is also bound by a single band of leather, (laughs) and you're floating. And you're floating. You're in the open sea. It's dark, and it's cold. At least it's dark. At least it's dark. Oh, thank God, the dark is here to comfort me. <laughs> no, because if it was if it was bright light and I'm couldn't, staring, couldn't get your sun, goggles on. Oh, eh, eh, yeah, eh, trying to get with your shoulder. Eh, eh. <laughs> so first things first, trying to like take my little claws and like pull the pull the leather off of my mouth at least. Yeah, it doesn't take long. You're able to pretty much. I mean, well, it doesn't take long in the scope of things. You've got nothing but time. Right. Uh, so I, I think maybe it takes most of an evening. Uh, by the time you get it off, um, you see that the the sun is coming up in the distance. Uh, I start like chewing the leather and looking around, and then chewing the leather again, and eventually she just gets bored. It doesn't take long. Um, no. You know, with the, with the use of your your sharp cabold fangs for you to chew through your restraints. Um, by this point, you look around and you are just in the open ocean. Um, every, every direction that you look in that 360 is water. There is no landmass. There is no ship or sail to bring you hope or comfort. It's just a new dawning sun and you, recently freed from restraints, sailing, drifting. <laughs> She just lays after a while, after she gets bored, watches the sunrise, puts her goggles on, lays back, and just kind of drifts. And eventually, out of her boredom, just. Row, 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 yeah, about gently <laughs> down the sea. Merrily, 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 merrily. Fuck this shit. Yeah, and I, th- I think that in the days that follow, that becomes kind of a routine, like to kind of keep your mind off of the incredible thirst and gnawing hunger. Honestly, uh, this is a game of descriptions, but yeah, words aren't going to really do it justice. It's it's bad, the oh, hunger yeah. and the thirst. So it's, bad. it's 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 none of us who haven't been through that can really relate, but. It's terrible, it's agonizing, and um, you're singing along, and it sounds like... Can't believe this shit. I like your version better! You hear a voice call out. <laughs> And you haven't even bothered in your. I just start row, 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 
And you, and she you, sits up. <laughs> you, you look up for the first time in a long time, and you see this huge floating structure not far from you that is just a mess. It's wooden boats and ships and sails and structures and platforms. It doesn't even really look like it should be able to stay on the sea. But it's there, this giant wooden city cobbled together in front of you and... There's a there's a young man sitting in one of several gross nests that are adoring it, and you can hear him. He's the one who shouted to you. He goes, "I like your version better. Why'd you stop? Are you a mirage? I don't think so. My mom said I was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that's too truthful to be a mirage. Can you can you throw a rope down or something? <laughs> yeah, stand fast. And sure enough, um, not a rope, but because you're, you're kind of a ways off. But uh, a short time later, uh, a small rowboat, a dinghy, comes out to your location, and there's a young man on it, uh, different than the man who had been shouting at you. Um, and he kind of scoops you up and puts you onto the ship, and he goes, "You're gonna be okay." <sighs> I think she just just falls over. I think so, yeah. I think you just collapse yeah. from exertion at this point um, and exposure. And you wake up a time later and you don't know how long it's been. But you see this young man uh, with very tan skin, kind of like, like olive eyes and uh, this dark shaggy hair. And he's dressed in like a very, very motley garb, like what you would see like a mummer wearing. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. any sort of, uh, you know, working man's clothes. Um, and he's he's kind of sitting there by the bed, and, and, and you see that, he, you know, he's brought you water, and he's brought you food, and he goes, oh, you're awake! I... You saved me? Yeah, of course. Why did you save me? You were in trouble. She's like looks him up and down. This is a human, right? Yeah, young human man. Yeah, he's. She looks him up he and down. He looks like he's maybe seventeen years old. You, you realize I'm not going to be like your pet lizard now, right? <laughs> I kind of figured as much, but if you're looking to volunteer, I mean, not, n- no, not you know what? I'm more of a dog person. It would never. Work I'm not out. a dog. I know. I'm a dog would work out. No. Uh. How are you feeling? Like shit. That adds up. And she like she eyes the food and the water and just reaches. Oh please! I mean, he offers it to you. He goes, "I, I've been giving you things while you're asleep. Some water and some milk for some energy. I don't know what kobolds." She- she only halfway hears this because as soon as he says, "Oh yeah, sure," she just falls on it just ravenously. Yeah, yeah, just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like um, not like scraps, like trash, but like it's it is a partially eaten uh, small bird uh, that you're not able to exactly determine the origins of. Maybe it's a she chicken. Does not does not give a shit. Small chicken <laughs> or or a large finch. I don't know. Um, and it, there's plenty of water, and uh, there's even some wine there that's heavily watered to a rose color. Um, well, you're in luck. Hmm? Why's that? Well, it's kind of a great day to be here. Well, I mean... What, why? What makes you say that? 
And then in the distance, with almost serendipitously, you hear a shout, a chorus of shouts, a lot of people speaking at one time. They're saying, everybody, everybody, clap your hands. And that's where we're going to end this episode. What the fuck did I just walk into? <laughs> you gotta tune in to Waffle Stupid Campaign 2 Season 1, Episode 1, the premiere to find out. Woohoo! And I hope that you tune in because you're in it. Oh, the, the iTunes in? I mean, I would hope so as well. I hope, yeah. that, you, I hope that you iTunes in. Speaking of iTunes in, please leave us. No, uh, that's not what we're here for. Um, we're here to say that we're really excited uh, for Campaign 2, that we'd like to thank you all for either joining us for the first time or joining us again after campaign one boy bad taste uh, ouch <laughs> well but thank you so much for listening um, we're going to hear more about Star and we're going to hear more about Oslo in Lawful Stupid campaign two dramatic music campaign dramatic two. music campaign two <laughs> join us that's it yeah. anything you want to say Star before we go can we give shout-outs? You can give three shout-outs at a maximum. Uh, I want to give one shout-out to Kazkolix, our good friends, because they gave me the dice that were rolling the 70s and 80s and 70s die- the rolls that I was getting earlier. <laughs> ah, Kazkolix, merchants of cheater dice for cheaters. Eh, no, 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 they're not. They're really beautiful. I love them. Both the dice and the people. Yeah, that's true. They're wonderful people. We love them very much. Thank you. Cass and Pollux. Of course. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, everybody. And join us next time for the dramatic conclusion. Season Campaign 2 is, is one minisode and an actual episode long. Bye! It's just me. It's, it's just, just me. Star. <laughs> That's it. Everyone else quit. We're just trying to hold it together. Yay! <laughs> Say bye. Bye! Bye!